what's up y'all this is astro dim here laying in my bed because i'm talking on my bed in astrology yay um i i definitely need to like chill back on you know um doing these introduction introduction i should introductions introductions because um they're too long <laughs> I, my introductions are very very long um but i feel like it's good to have a backstory on the person's life right don't you think so i think so um so let's actually talk about um the people who i'm going to read today i'm reading the voice whitney elizabeth houston as well as her lovely daughter, Bobby Christina Brown, okay? So, um, I'll kind of mix in their um, introductions together so you guys can have a better understanding of them, that kind of like a timeline of their lives. So, of course, I'm going to be talking about Whitney first, um, and then we'll go into Bobby Christina, okay? So, um, Whitney Houston was born August 9th, 1963, uh, and unfortunately passed away February 11th, 2012. Um, and she was a singer, model, and actress. Actually, she was the first black model to um, be in the cover of Seventeen. Did y'all know that? She's so beautiful. If you see, like, especially, she's always been beautiful, of course. But her, when her picture, um, her photos when she was really young, oh my God, drop dead freaking gorgeous so so pretty and it was cool actually i was born um it's funny there's this website that kind of tells you like what song was number one when you were born and it was a whitney song that was number one when i was born okay (laughs) so me and her got a connection um she also is the most awarded female artist of all time by guinness world records and definitely still one of the best-selling music artists of all time with 200 million records sold worldwide, my dude, okay? Um, You know, she got definitely, um, well, I mean, the thing is, I'm trying to say is that every single album or single or whatever she sold went at the very least gold, she would go gold, platinum, multi-platinum, diamond, and whatever she recorded, okay? <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like, she's she's the voice, like, of course, right? She was literally one of the, like, like the pop diva of her time. Like, in the like, mid to late 80s, early 90s, she was the pop diva. She probably was, um, she always kind of sung and was out there but she definitely got the most popular from her video how will i know i think it was the first video of hers that was able to um be on mtv remember mtv was acting kind of shady of adding black people into their um you know adding them adding black videos into their little circuit so um yeah she's really huge but um, the thing is, her mom, um, Sissy Houston, was a very, very famous singer, um, specifically a gospel singer. Um, did background for others, too, but definitely is a famous gospel singer. Beautiful lady as well, and she definitely passed in, passed down those beautiful vocals. That, um, though, you know, she began singing, singing in the church, too, uh, Whitney Houston. 
and actually became a background vocalist in high school. You know, with her mom being a prominent um, singer, uh, you know, the chairman of Arista Records, which is now under um, Sony, I believe. Um, but his name's Clive Davis. Everyone know who Clive Davis is. Uh, he saw Whitney and actually had her signed to the label when she was 19. The crazy thing is that she recorded two albums, one named Whitney Houston in 85 and one named Whitney in 87. Both reached number one um, on the Billboard 200 uh, in the U.S., of course, and became two of the world's best-selling albums of all time. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's actually... Um, you know, one of the only artists to have seven consecutive number one singles in Billboard Hot 100. Um, from Saving All My Love For You in 85 to Where Do Broken Hearts Go in 1988. Within those three years, dude. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Where she like totally, totally exploded into like a whole new thing was definitely um, when she had her acting debut and um, kind of did the whole album um, for the movie, the big movie that she was in, The Bodyguard. Um, that's when she, um, you know, covered I Will Always Love You, which was originally Dolly Parton's song. But even Dolly was like, yeah, she sings that, you know, way better than me. That's her song now. <laughs> even Dolly Parton gives her love because she knows that Whitney tore that motherfucking song up, y'all. But that was over in 92 uh, when that album was released. The same year, she married Bobby Brown, Boston Zombie. <laughs> yeah, she married um, Bobby Brown from, he was a huge star at this time. Um, got love from the streets and from pop. But the thing is that Wendy Houston um, was on, was known as like the pop diva. And of course there was black artists um, and black people who loved her. She had a black audience, but when it came to like the, the, like the, the urban, like people, like the people that listen to urban music, um, you know, she didn't get that much love, believe it or not. People felt that she was too squeaky, um, squeaky clean. Mind you, Whitney's from Newark, New Jersey. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. This girl's from the hood too. But people just, you know, Clive Davis wanted her to have this squeaky clean look. And she, you know, she had, she had it. Uh, but for some reason, people will always forget that, like, this girl's from Newark. Like, she's hood too, y'all. <laughs> interesting thing too but Jermaine Jackson actually um helped produce um Whitney Houston's debut album Whitney Houston and word on the street is they had a little thang thang for a bit <laughs> I'm not sure how true that is but word on the street is they they had a little thang going on um especially at that time when Jermaine was young was very handsome she's a beautiful woman you know let beautiful people be beautiful people together. But it's crazy because the Whitney Houston um, album um, actually went three times platinum in the U.S. alone and sold 22 million copies worldwide. So she, when I say pop, dude, she was pop. <laughs> extremely, extremely successful. And she continued to sell like that much all the time. Like that was her thing. Um, but, you know, the thing is, too, is that Bobby Brown did a lot, too. Um, his, uh, well, I think the album was Tenderoni. Was that album? T no, that album wasn't Tenderoni. 
was Bobby Brown's album? I can't think of the album. His um, it wasn't his first first album with "I Need a Girlfriend," but it was his second album. Uh, why can't I think of it? It's not Tenderoni, right? Anywho, um, Bobby Brown from Boston was with a New Edition, got kicked out of New Edition, and then um did his solo career and then he got really really huge was it actually the albums don't be cruel ain't it ain't the album don't be cruel i don't know why i'm just yes it is don't be cruel i just checked okay and that album actually sold over 10 million so it went diamond too um and he was kind of like cool raunchy like did his own thing mixed hip-hop and um it, um, R&B all the time. That was like the kind of new edition. That's the that was the Boston sound. People don't like to give it to Boston, but that was our thing. Like it was new edition who started that shit, okay? <laughs> or at least made it popular. I'll say that because of course they're um, you know the the producers and stuff weren't from Boston, but they definitely made it popping, okay? And you know they were the ones who were willing to go there. It, believe it or not, you know. A lot of R&B artists were too scared to kind of add rap because, you know, during the 80s, rap was still known as this, like, ridiculous face, raunchy-ass music. It wasn't going to last that long. It was having the same flack that jazz was. You know what I mean? It's jazz and hip-hop is still here. (laughs) But these two artists, you know, Bobby and Whitney being together was absolutely huge because not only were they just like two of the most popular artists period right but but again bobby was the bad boy raunchy um hood as hell it was extremely hood it didn't mind showing his hoodness in interviews right while whitney was this pop diva so everyone was kind of like wait what's going on here (laughs) but anywho um you know, uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown married in 92. They met each other in 89 at the Soul Train Music Awards, right? And, um, you know, you know, it was actually <laughs> just ne- the next year, early next year, uh, March 4th, 1993, um, they gave, uh, well, H- Whitney Houston gave birth to Bobby Christina Brown. Um, and it was the couple's only child. They actually, um, tried earlier um and she unfortunately had a miscarriage during the filming of bodyguard um but you know bobby christina came through (laughs) in 93 and um you know she actually would take her everywhere like literally she would tour and she would always take her baby with her she was extremely extremely close um with her daughter Now, the interesting thing is, like, the public saw Whitney as this, like, pop princess, but the people who knew her knew knew that she was extremely down-to-earth, you know, a person of her area. You know, she was, like, an urban northeast chick, you know, and uh, she was really tight with um, a lot of the people from um, New Edition. Of course, Natalie Cole and her were cool. Angela Bassett and she was really really um cool with these folks like and they really knew the real her she actually had a lot of love from the um legends such as Aretha Franklin um you know Shaka Khan who she actually covered I'm Every Woman while pregnant with Bobby Christina um 
and uh, it was so cute because in the video she had um, of course Shaka Khan there older artists and newer artists in the video and the new artist in that video at the time was TLC Um, I love that video the video is so cool and I remember when it came out uh, and thinking that video was so cool and loving that her version of I'm Every Woman as well so it's like you know talking about this is giving me like memories when I was real young and I remember like want to be a singer too and looking at like all the people that I like loved and stuff so it's it's cool um but that didn't stop her right with um from making movies you know she did the bodyguard but she also did a famous movie Wayne to excel uh, that movie was huge people love that movie the movie's really really good <laughs> really really good um and she also did the preacher's wife with um Denzel Washington another great movie and Cinderella um with Brandy which is another great movie like she was just a really overall great performer a wonderful actress perfect singer um just just very uh, just a talent beautiful woman just an absolute talent um then towards like the later end um of the 90s you know she started to slow down wanted to raise her kids I remember she had that song um, my love is your love um, and that was huge she was starting to release her greatest hits um, and she started to kind of slow down a bit but people also like around like the earlier 2000s people started to notice that she changed a bit um, she got a lot skinnier well she was always petite but she got just a, like a different body shape and people were thinking like okay um she might be on drugs and people started to um, talk about that honestly um bobby brown had a lot of run-ins with the law a lot of it having to deal with um some domestic disputes that her and whitney had or um you know um, other issues that he would have and she would have his back regardless um you know i kind of really feel that they were definitely um twin flames the type of intense love that they had but for both of them you know with Bobby Brown's music going on a decline as kind of well as hers too since she was older Um, and you know with the music industry of course you could be older and still sell a lot still do a lot but you know the younger the better that's how they love um, putting it you know so um, they was like kind of more focused on raising Bobby Christina than anything but they also did at the same time had some drug issues um thing is she still had some like situations in which she would you know um be successful because believe it or not even though she's a gospel woman she released her first Christmas album in the early 2000s that went gold and she was just still having her successes, but not as um, crazy and intense as it was in the late 80s, early 90s. But again, like this is her, this is still successful being gold in the early 2000s, especially when LimeWire was around, right? <laughs> I believe LimeWire was around in 2003. And, um, you know, she was doing her thing still. She was still like, and people already gave her the legend status already she was like still getting money from like the residuals of all of her success in her earlier years uh and so she was just still fine 
But a lot of people said that her and Bobby Brown's relationship was um, deep, a deep, deep love, but very toxic, um, very, um, very intense, and uh, just a lot. It's just a lot of energy, but they loved each other deeply, and a lot of people saw that with the um, show being Bobby Brown, and a lot of people also saw that, hey, they could potentially be on drugs and could potentially be um, struggling with it deeply, you know what I mean? Then around like 2000, late 2006, she actually filed for divorce and separated from Bobby Brown. It was finalized early 2007, and Whitney had custody of Bobby Christina. Mind you, uh, Bobby Christina herself, right, having these legends as a pa- as parents, uh, saw the um, downfall of her parents, um, how they were really addicted to drugs, how, um, you know, they she saw how they declined with their career and how it affects them because they were literally top-notch stars at that time that she was born. And so she kind of, probably saw a lot in her young life then in late 2009 um she had a this huge interview with oprah um talking about her sobriety talking kind of being really open about her um drug use um and how you know her deep um intense relationship with bobby brown and how it affected her it was one of the most anticipated um interviews um, of course, Bobby's, her and Bobby literally say, no, you got me more into drugs. No, you got me more into drugs. So they definitely <laughs> go through this thing. But, you know, this was her truth and she spoke it and she let it be known. Um, and she, you know, the interesting thing, I think the reason why people really trusted Whitney, of course, because of her good girl ways, but also because she was um, she let in a lot. She told the people a lot about her rehabilitation, um, that she actually was on drugs. At first, she wasn't really even mentioning that. And um, so people, of course, kind of went to her side um, and, um, you know, believed her side a little bit more. But actually, the interesting thing is um, a lot of people are seeing that uh, there's more proof that Bobby is right. And it was Whitney who got him um more into drugs so it's interesting like who knows right only god because <laughs> i felt like they believe themselves you know it's really interesting you know the great thing is that she released a new album in um, 2009 called i look to you and the great thing was that it ended up um selling for um selling more than one million copies which was absolutely huge um uh, and shows that her fans still was looking for her, still running deep. The weird thing, though, was that a lot of people were saying that um, her performances were weird, ungracious, not like her. Her voice wasn't the same. And that really, really hurt her. And you could tell because literally she was always known as the voice and having the best voice ever. <laughs> because of that, people were a little bit confused. Some folks thought that she was back on drugs back drinking alcohol um other people were like no but she's acting pretty decent she's not as erratic as she was before um so maybe it's something else maybe she's going through something else 
but it looks like around like May 2011 she actually went back into rehab center um, trying to help herself get um, with her addictions and also um, received out um, out of patient out I said out of patient wow out patient treatment <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if you guys remember this but remember when I said that uh, Winnie Houston wanted to um, remake the movie um, from 1976 Sparkle and how Aaliyah was actually supposed to play it um, the the lead part uh, well she f- actually finally got to grips with it because you know for the longest she felt like no Aaliyah was supposed to play this like and it really broke her heart that she uh, passed away and couldn't do it um, but 10 years later she announced that she would produce um, and star alongside Jordan Sparks and Mike Epps in the remake of um, Sparkle imagine how that would have been um, I actually saw the movie the movie was pretty good and definitely Jordan Sparks did a great job and we all know that Jordan Sparks was a great singer and she actually um, got really really close with um, Jordan Sparks I think Tika Sumpter was also in the movie too and all the other people and everyone that talks about her like you know how she's really close with Monica and Brandy and all the other artists that she was cool with said that she was just so nurturing and loving and such a sweetheart like you barely hear people saying anything bad about her um, she's just really caring and people just loved her like Kelly Price Faith Evans everyone that connected with her just loved her personality she definitely kept it honest and kept it real but she um, you know did it in a loving way and you can tell you know um, now let's talk about her unfortunate death so it was interesting I remember um, this was around the time of the Grammys and I remember people were um, saying that she had like a confrontation with someone days before I don't remember who but it was someone that had a name right Um, I can't think of the person but I remember seeing stuff and people were trying to try to um, say that she was being erratic and all over the place and disheveled and all that Um, then unfortunately um, literally the day of the Grammys um, hours before the Grammys she was supposed to perform and everything um, it, it, she was supposed to perform. I don't, I don't know if it's at the Grammy show, um, at the pre um, party, or both. But she was supposed to perform, and she was found um, unconscious at the Beverly Hilton Hotel where she was say, um, staying, submerged in the bathtub. Um, I believe she was found by Nick Gordon, um, who was what? Who who was um connected to um the family because i don't know how he got connected with them honestly but uh, i believe he was a friend of um, bobby christina somehow or something like that and you know she helped raise him you know he would accompany the family um everywhere so um the interesting thing too is this wasn't really known that much but Bobby Christina was actually dating Nick Gordon at the time um, of um, Whitney Houston's death, well, before that. And, um, you know, no one really talked about the connection, how Whitney Houston felt about it, because she practically raised him. Um, you know, it, it, was just, it was just a strange situation. Anywho, the paramedics um, arrived around like 3.30, 
uh, found uh, her unresponsive, tried to perform CPR, but unfortunately she was pronounced dead at 3.55 p.m. Um, I remember this day too. We were driving over to my niece's party. It's my niece's birthday's a couple of days um, before the 11th. And um, we was hearing her music on the radio. And they kept playing it over and over again. I was like, oh God, please no. I literally just said that. Like, no, they're playing her music too much. And she died. And they announced that she died. I was like, oh, what? It's, um, you know, I'm in the East Coast. So it was what, three, four? It was around six. I was driving over to my niece's party, and my brother texts me like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, cause we like grew up on Whitney, so this like really uh, broke our hearts, y'all. <laughs> like we grew up on her, so like literally, I have people texting me like, "No," I'm like, "Yeah, I know," cause they knew how much big of a fan I was. I put a lot of people on to her because. A lot of people didn't know her earlier music. Like, <laughs> I'm lucky to have older siblings. And so, like, I hear older music all the time. My family's deep into music, too. Um, like, growing up, like, I would hear music from, like, you know, the 70s. And, and I, I actually put myself onto the 50s music, you know? Like, it was just, um, I'm just lucky. <laughs> but a lot of people don't have that. And so... I'm the one that people go to when it comes to, to older music. And I put a lot of people on to Whitney. So everyone's like, it went to me and was like, no, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I was really down though. That broke my heart. Cause they knew how crazy I was when Michael Jackson died. So, you know, people were checking on to me and I could I actually couldn't watch her funeral just like, cause I learned from Michael Jackson's. I'm like, nope, I am not going to cry in this situation. <laughs> but yeah, it was just really terrible. So sad. Um, so the thing is, is that, um, after they found her or whatever, and they pronounced her dead, um, they mentioned that the cause of death was not immediately known, but a lot of people were like, uh, what's the drugs? Did she relapse? What happened? And I was like, no, she was doing good. She was doing fine. Like I thought she got clean and you know, sometimes when you get clean and then relapse and you might relapse a little too hard, it really it makes you susceptible of, you know, overdosing. So it's just, it's just tricky, but the police, the local police actually said that there was no obvious signs of criminal intent. So they began to investigate. Of course, the coroner's office, off, um, the coroner's office, excuse me, um, did their autopsy and they found that her death was caused by drowning. And also, um, she had, um, heart disease and so with the um and she was had um cocaine in her system so i think that the mixture of alcohol cocaine and her having heart disease really did something um to her to kind of like numb her a little bit too much and she was so out of it that she accidentally drowned that's what people are saying um and you know it was interesting because they actually found the, they said the amount of cocaine that was in her body indicated that she used it shortly before her death. Cocaine usually is an upper, usually wakes you up. But she was taking a lot of downers too. In a toxicology report, she took um, she took Benadryl, Xanax. She had weed in her system and a medicine called Flexeril, which um, I'm not quite sure what it was used for. Let me double check that. It's a muscle relaxer. So she was taking all those downers 
And she probably thought that, okay, if I take some cocaine, it won't get me too down. Um, it, it looks like that she definitely had some, um, you know, possible um, anxiety issues too um, with all the medicines that she was taking. Um, and, you know, the cocaine, I guess, wasn't enough. And she ended up really getting out of it, so out of it that she ended up, unfortunately, um, drowning in the tub. Um, so with that, now we're moving a little bit more to Bobby Christina, even though I mentioned her throughout this. Uh, it was so sad. Bobby Christina actually, like, just absolutely lost it. She had to go to the... Um, the um the hospital a couple of times because she literally couldn't deal she tried to kill herself a couple of times she was just really unconsolable and it was just or inconsolable excuse me and it it was just so heartbreaking because they were showing clips of her just looking just so so down it was just really really heartbreaking after her mother died she said that she wanted to um, carry on her legacy by um, getting into singing, um, acting, and dancing, similar to what her mother did too. Um, she ended up being um, the only um, person, um, beneficiary, I guess, um, of Whitney Houston's entire estate. That includes like, just everything. Um, and what her mother kind of set her up to do, um, or set up for her, is that she would um, get little in, um, installments of money until she was 30. And then when she was 30, she would get, receive the remainder of Winnie Houston's $115 million, um, dollar estate, which is wow. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, it's interesting because I wonder if, you know, Bobby Christina felt like she was going to die. If she had a, um, will and who has the estate now, uh, I can only person I could think of that would have it would be um, Sissy Houston, even though her next of kin is Bobby Brown. But I don't think Bobby Brown would take it. I don't know. It's interesting. At this time, she got closer to Nick Gordon. Um, you know, there was a couple there. I think there was a time where, um, what was that? I think around 2012, late 2012, where she announced her engagement with Nick Gordon. And the family on both sides, both the Houstons and the Browns, were totally pissed off. Um, just because that she always used to call her, um, him her big brother. And they're like, ill, that's disgusting. Like, literally, Sissy, Sissy Houston was like, the relationship is incestuous. Like, she did not like it whatsoever. In early 2014, um, she said that she married Nick Gordon. Um, well, both of them did. Um, that they married each other. But um, Bobby Brown's lawyer actually said that, nope, she didn't. <laughs> He's like, it said that she, uh, Bobby Christina is not and has never been married to Nick Gordon. <laughs> so Bobby Brown, you could tell Bobby Brown was just not feeling that whatsoever. Um, but during this time, which is interesting, um, Chris, Bobby Christina is supposed to be taken care of by Gary Garland and his wife, Pat Houston, which is her uncle and aunt you know but she was kind of living on her own still in her mother's um house so it's like are you taking care of her <laughs> this is really interesting um she was actually supposed to um 
actually she was in this uh, reality tv show and it was like shortly after her mom died and a lot of people thought it was weird i thought it was weird too i thought they was taking advantage of her whoever was in charge of that which people are saying it was pat houston and so um i was like i'm not gonna watch that like i'd rather not you know what i mean um and the thing is too is that uh you know angela bassett who was a really close friend of whitney um was do was directing the movie um the biographical movie whitney which yaya da costa starred and and she did an amazing job look a lot like whitney and everything um and you know bobby christina wanted to play her mom and she didn't get picked and so she really criticized um you know angela bassett for it and angela bassett bassett said you know you know, she's not an actress. Acting is a craft. Um, you know, I want to make sure I do this right. I'm not trying to offend her. But then eventually, um, Bobby Christina was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just happy that my mom's story is coming out. Blah, blah, blah. You know? So, you know, there's that. But throughout her life, though, even when she was like a teen, um, there was a lot of like gossip columns and tabloids out talking about, you know, her weight her um because you know as a kid and being bobby brown she was a kind of chunky and then she lost a lot of weight and then some people said oh she lost too much weight and then people thought that she was into drugs like her family um she had some people that said that she was on drugs i was supposed to be a friend it was just very crazy a lot going on then um january 31st 2015 um a friend of theirs um his name was matt Oh, what was his name? Let me check it real quick, y'all. Hold on. Um, hold on, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to make sure I got his name right. Okay. Uh, one second. One second. I know it was Matt something. His name was Matt Lomas. Thank you. Um, found was actually um, came through. Um, he was asking, "Hey, where's Bobby Christina?" And then Nick Gordon was like, "Oh, she's I think she's sleeping or something." And apparently, um, they had a fight or something. Like they had a little argument. Um, then a cable man apparently came in um, around like around twelve. I mean, about a little after ten, I believe, that morning. Um, and the cable man was like, "Okay, I need to go inside the room." to check the cable and so they went inside the room Bobby Christina wasn't there and they're like no that's strange and so Nick you know Matt came to Matt says that he went to Nick Gordon like okay where's Bobby Christina so they went looking for her um Nick Gordon found Bobby Christina in the bathtub face down drowning in the water like her mother that shit is too fucking eerie Nick Gordon began to um, administer CPR until the um, you know the paramedics came, and you know according to the police, uh, you know Bobby Christina was alive and breathing, and so they brought her over to the hospital over near Roswell, Georgia. Um, they kind of looked around and they said that you know first look that it seemed like that this incident was caused by. Um, there wasn't excuse me wasn't caused by drugs or alcohol um but they were still investigating it and seeing what was going on there um doctors actually had to place um bobby christina in a, in a medically induced coma 
because they noticed that her brain function was um, significantly diminished. And so, um, you know, they were very concerned about that. And, um, you know, according to the doctors, um, they told her family that a meaningful recovery would be a miracle. Um, But the family kept strong. Um, I've heard that the Houstons were like, she's gone while Bobby Brown was like, no, like we need to keep trying, miracles could happen. And so Bobby Brown had her moved to Emory University Hospital where she remained in a coma and a medical ventilator. And um, she remained in that coma for a while. There was a couple of times, and I remember this because everyone was on their toes, really hoping that Bobby Christina would pull through. Um, But I remember there was a couple of times where her eyes opened and everyone was really excited but a medical expert did say that blinking her eyes doesn't mean she's clear out the woods but people felt like well that's a that's improvement you know there was a time um you know in late february about a month after the incident where she was briefly taken out of the coma but unfortunately she had to be reinduced into the coma because she was suffering a whole bunch of seizures Um, And they were really concerned about that. Then March of that year, 2015, um, Bobby Christina was moved into a rehabilitation center over in Atlanta. You know, her family, both Bobby Brown and um, Sissy Houston, said that she's no longer in a coma, but she's still unresponsive. But the doctors were saying that she had global and irreversible brain damage from, you know, not receiving the air when she was in under the water and drowning then june of 2015 bobby brown actually arranged to have his daughter flown to chicago to be seen by specialists but unfortunately they said that there's really nothing that that can be done for her um so she was flown back to atlanta and moved over to the Peachtree um christian hospice over in duluth georgia around june of that year or later that month because i already said june then sadly, um, July 26, 2015, at the age of 22, Bobby Christina Brown died in hospice care. Um, initially, the autopsy said that um, there was no obvious underlying cause of death and no significant injuries. But, you know, they needed to do more tests. You know, sometimes this takes longer to kind of figure out. But then, um, in September of 2015, They had her autopsy information, but it was classified, so no one could see it. Um, Next year, early next year, March of 2016, they unsealed the autopsy report, and so the rest of the world can see what really happened to her. So as as her cause of death, the medical examiner said that weed, um, cannabis, and alcohol were found in the body, along with prescription medication used for anxiety, And um, they cited that that was actually the underlying cause of death um, as immersion associated with the drug intoxication. However, the the manner of death could not be ascertained. Um, The summary statement read, death was clearly not due to natural causes, but the medical examiner has not been able to determine whether death has was due to intentional or accidental causes and has therefore classified the manner Um, of death as undetermined so a lot of people were really confused especially because um, like I said before Bobby Brown thought 
um, that, you know, Nick Gordon has something to do with it. He's Bobby Brown's really upset and defensive about this because he's saying like Nick Gordon was there when Whitney died. Nick Gordon was there when Bobby Christina died. You know, they actually believe it or not. Um, you know, Bobby Christina and Nick Gordon had an abusive relationship. A lot of people said that there was physical abuse, but there was definitely um, emotional abuse for sure. Um, and Bobby Brown knew that. Actually, even Whitney Houston knew that. Um, word on the street is. So um, they really didn't like her dating him. Um, they thought it was weird, number one. But number two, they didn't like how he was um, treating her. Um, so... You know, Bobby Brown, you know, the only surviving family member of their trio, of that part of the family, right? Because, of course, she has half-brothers and half-sisters from Bobby Brown's side. But when it comes to the the subsection of their family unit, unit he's the only one living. Um, and he blames everything on um, Nick Gordon. So they eventually did say, though, that the cause of death for her was pneumonia. Um, in the lower end of the lung, which is called the low bar, induced by immersion of um, being immersed in the water because the drowning and drug intoxication. So they're saying that she was um, intoxicated by um, weed and alcohol and an anxiety drug, which completely sedated her because they're all downers, right? And um, apparently... Um, she that got her so out of it that she drowned but the weird thing is why was she face down in a tub that's really suspect y'all that part is really suspect and that's why I want to talk about that too um that's why we're talking about her death um and then they said that with her being submerged in the water um water was starting to fill up in her lungs she had pneumonia in her lungs and then, you know, air wasn't going to her brain. The blood wasn't flowing well to her brain as well from all of this happening. Um, and, you know, caused that ridiculous amount of brain damage. You know what I mean? So that's how she passed. So we kind of went through all of the situations here, right? Um, so there's been a lot of conspiracy theories on who could have... Um, how could they they have died did anyone kill them a lot of people felt feel like both Whitney and Bobby Christina were murdered so of course one of the theories is that they died how people said they died through being um using drugs being so out of it being in a tub drowning um and getting sick from there right but a lot of people specifically let's talk about Whitney first a lot of people think that Clive Davis had something to do with her death that she wasn't following his every word that she was getting annoyed by him and mad by him a lot of psychics feel like she was arguing with him and just the label in general before she died a lot of psychics have been saying that I don't know if anyone confirmed that information or not but that's definitely um, has been said um so you know that's kind of something to think about um so people think that clive davis was involved in her death or her labels which was Arist um arista and um sony because i think sony bought arista at the time rca too so there's that um some people think that nick gordon was involved definitely bobby brown does 
Um, and then some people think that Pat Houston was involved. Um, you know, Bobby Christina's aunt, which I think, um, I'm kind of confused on who Pat Houston is. Like, is she Wendy's sister? I don't think that's her sister. I don't know who Pat Houston is, really. It's really kind of confusing, honestly. Um, but, you know, some, but she did have to take care of Bobby, um, Christina, when she, um, when Wendy passed. So some people think that she wanted all the money. So that's why she kind of set this whole thing up. Um, with Bobby Christina, people think, of course, Pat Houston was involved and that Nick Gordon and his friends were involved. Some people feel like the labels also um, were involved with Bobby Christina's um, murder because she probably was finding some information out, understanding what her mom was trying to do. Because um, apparently she was trying to kind of like fix certain contracts. This is what a lot of psychics are saying. Fix certain contracts, get more money that she deserved, um, like kind of switching labels, doing all this stuff. And she was aware of that. And Bobby Christina was really close to her mom and really wanted to make her mom proud and, you know, would be the type to do something because her mom would want her to do that. So, uh, you know, maybe the labels wanted to kind of make her um, kill her so they wouldn't have, so Bobby Christina wouldn't complete the job that Winnie Houston was doing before she passed. You get what I'm saying? And then there's actually some people too that think that it was malpractice, that they didn't do what they were supposed to do with Bobby Christina, that she actually got sick in the hospital and um that's how she died so there's a lot of uh, speculation here um a lot of ideas running with how cons- possible conspiracy theories and so what we're going to do is look more deeper by looking at their birth chart their death chart um asteroids um see how they name asteroids to see like how it reflects on their birth chart and death chart as well as um, looking at the progressions and transits within their charts too, okay? All right, guys. What up, y'all? So we're gonna be looking into the birth charts of Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina. But first, I actually forgot to mention some things that I wanted to include in here. Um, so, remember how I kept saying that Brittany, um, excuse me, Bobby Christina was um, face down in the tub? Um, Whitney was too. Weird. Why would they be face down? Like, who takes a bath like that? Um, another weird thing about Whitney's um, passing was that there were reports. I don't know if this is how true this is or not. But there were reports that there were reports that there was scolding hot water in her bathtub to the point that parts of her were burned um, in her on her back, and that um, the water was still hot even hours later, which was weird. Another weird thing too is that I remember this: um, Clive Davis asked for her body to be held at the hotel um, for 11 hours. <laughs> I guess they didn't want the scene from the Grammys or whatever. But they asked her body to be held there all that time. Um, another interesting thing, too, is that this private investigator named um, Paul Hubel um, felt like some drug dealers actually killed Whitney Houston. Um, he said that uh, her body actually showed classic defense wounds 
um, even though the autopsy report doesn't mention it. Uh, so that's really strange. And we can definitely look into that, see um, how real that sounds. You know what I mean? Um, also, too, um, you know, Leola Brown, who's been really, really trying to reach out to Bobby Christina, uh, even through news outlets. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're just trying to get attention or whatever. She actually, years before she died, said that, uh, actually when Whitney died, said that, you know, please be careful with the people who are around you. You are unsafe. You know, you should only be trusting your father, your grandmother, Sisty Houston, and myself, and that is it. Um, and the thing is, she was like, you need to really be careful because there's people out here that's wanting to harm you. And um, a couple of years later, she literally passed. Um, another thing that she mentioned too, was that, um, you know, she died from being starved to death. Now I know you're wondering like how, like she was in a hospice, she was in the hospital. Well, I I actually looked at the autopsy report and it said that she had malnutrition. Like, so that actually sounds right. Uh, it does show that she was missing teeth, had wounds in her head, arms and thighs, and only weighed 95 pounds. Now, only weighing 95 pounds and get into a coma can be slightly possible since you're not moving. Um, you're only getting food a certain way. You're probably just straight up shitting out your food. Um, you know, who knows, right? Um, but that autopsy report, like with the missing teeth, where the teeth front were from her being malnourished, like them being missing, or what it was it because she was dealing with abuse because she also had wounds to her head arms and thighs an interesting thing is that one of the psychics that I listened to or mediums said that she felt um that Bobby Christina was hit in the head um and I don't know if that person um looked at the autopsy report if they did the reading before the autopsy report even was sent out I don't know so it's really interesting um they felt that strangely enough they felt that um Something had to deal with Whitney's head too, that she was pushed down somehow or something with by her head or with like, you know, they pushed down her head or something like that. So it's really interesting. So let's take a look at um, both of their birth charts to see. Now, I know this is going to be long, so I'm going to try to uh, make this as short as possible. Um, but at the same time, too, is that, you know, unlike JFK's death, but we literally saw him die. We didn't see either of them die. So kind of getting into detail will be a little bit important. So this might be long, honestly. Um, I'll try to keep it short, but I'm just keeping it real with y'all, okay? Um, so Whitney Houston was a Leo sun, a Aries moon, and a Pisces rising. What interesting energy, huh? Definitely see her fire. Definitely see her Pisces rising too. Um, you know, they have this etheric beauty. And she definitely had this outer world beauty for sure. Um, her body type too. Like I feel like Pisces energy is very, um, has her body type for sure. Um, so let's take a look at her chart. And this goes to show you that, um, you know, you don't have to have a special planet to be famous. Because she was literally, again, sold diamond, went diamond, sold more than 10 million on some of her albums more than one my nigga okay um she does have jupiter in her 10th house cusp which gives you luck definitely but i'm just saying you don't need no special planet sometimes you know 
Um, anywho, um, it's really interesting too. She has Saturn in her 12th house, the house of restriction, um, which can kind of show that like restricting drugs could have been difficult for her. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, let's look at her chart and see. I'm looking at her fourth house, okay? So her fourth house is ruled by Gemini. Um, she has Nessus, Lachesis, and Requiem here. So Requiem means funeral arrangements. Um, Lachesis means death. They're both at zero degrees. And then Nessus is at three degrees, Gemini. And Nessus represents um, to literally be killed in sexual deviancy. Now, there's an interesting thing. This actually meshes—I can't even talk—meshes um, well with her death because a lot of people felt like she was murdered. But another thing too is that there was um, a report that there was a Beverly Hills officer literally gawking at her naked body. Definitely sexual deviancy there. Um, so that's interesting. For this energy to be into Gemini, you know, Gemini is all about communication. Um, and the interesting thing, oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the third house, y'all. Wow, I'm tripping. But let's keep going with that, right? Third house represents communication. These are death asteroids, so I, I was going to talk about them anyway, right? Um, and maybe they didn't like that she was going to say something. And her talking was going to cause her death. You know what I mean? That might be something there. But anyways, let's look at the actual fourth house. I'm tripping. Um, all that's in the fourth house is um, Pars of Fortune. And Pars of Fortune is like in Cancer near the fifth house cusp. And she definitely had fortune and luck from her fame. So that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, through and being motivated by emotions. I remember hearing in one of her interviews, she said that um, you know, you know, she needs to, she didn't, she'll just see music as music unless she has some feeling to it, you know, and that's definitely such a singer thing to say, but that placement makes sense too. But anyways, her fourth house, um, has nothing else in there and it's ruled by Gemini. Um, again, I'm getting this theme of like, maybe she was going to talk and I didn't like that. maybe she was thinking outside the box being a little bit more um, thoughtful with her contracts maybe something like that you know that's what I'm getting here fourth house is ruled by Gemini Gemini's planetary ruler is Mercury and Mercury's in the seventh house conjunct the descendant also conjuncting Pluto tightly too very interesting there Um, mm, very interesting also conjunct Uranus in the six. So that kind of, hmm. See, this is a little tricky. So. I can see this as like um, the fourth house ruler conjunct Pluto. Of course, like some deep emotions connected to her transition. Right. And it definitely shows a deeper connection to the fourth house and death, right? Um, Fourth house ruler conjunct Uranus can show that this was an accident. But it being so close to the descendant, meaning that someone else was involved. So, did someone else cause this accident? Was there enablers, maybe? You know what I mean? 
it being so close to descendant it makes me feel like someone else had to have been involved you know what i mean a um, fourth house ruler is also conjunct palace which again strategic planning so that's really interesting too was this really planned how can it be next if it was planned were they planning something else and then she got killed by accident you know what i mean like i don't know this Uranus can probably represent like how this was just um, shocking more than accident, possibly. But we do have to keep accident in mind because that Uranus connection is something to think about. It is in Virgo though, and Virgo is all about organization, but Virgo does represent, and Uranus in the sixth house too, Sixth house and Virgo energy represents um, daily habits, daily routines. So accident by doing your daily habit. Her daily habit was drugs. That could be something, y'all. It could be. Palace is very Virgoian too, but again, it's strategic planning. So it's making me think that, yes, it was an accident on her part. But maybe just maybe that there were enablers around her that infiltrated her circle who wanted her dead and would nicely set up ways for her to die but in a way where it's like I'm not doing anything she took the drugs you have to take the drugs but they kind of did something extra funky with the drugs or enable her to take a lot of them or a bunch of them or cocktail maybe you know what I mean like I felt like that was some other deaths too that I can't think of on top of my head but like no you know they were involved in their death like Prince right that's what I felt in Michael Jackson like yeah they took the drug um but and, and it was like yeah they had involvement in it but there were people who wanted them dead those people added people to infiltrate their circle to create situations in which they can die you know what i mean so just something to think about with that that's really interesting but let's look a little bit more in the fourth house ruler um let's see if i see anything else um fourth house ruler is also sextile neptune which shows deception, but also shows drugs, um, illusions, disillusions. So it could be either. It could be the drugs, yes, accidental, um, you know, overdose, right, from drugs. Um, but it also could be some deception involved, so some secrecy involved. Or it could be both. Because like I was explaining before, like, yep, accidental drugs on her part. But, again, there's enablers around who are kind of trying to make sure this happens. You know what I mean? Neptune's in Scorpio, too. So, there's definitely some secrecy. Neptune's also in the 8th house. There's definitely some secrecy going on here. Um, some, pri- some, some privacy, for sure. Um, what else do I see? It looks like um, the fourth house ruler is also um, exactly in conjunct to Anthropos, um, which kind of shows that maybe her emotions were off, 
Maybe she wasn't aware that she passed. Or something like that. But it definitely does signify the death stronger. But the energy being in conjunct meeting, there was something slightly off with the death. Some unawareness, maybe. Maybe. Fourth house ruler is opposite Chiron. So her Chiron was in her first house in Pisces, right? Um, and in retrograde. So a part of her healing or her trauma was connected to her not realizing herself undoing in self-sabotaging ways. Or maybe even feeling like not fully under- understanding um, spirituality and having to learn more about spirituality maybe being more focused on religion than spirituality or having religion like forced down onto her um, also could be too her just feeling institutionalized and wanting to be set free she's always, people have to always tell her what to do, how to do it and she want to take direction well she had a lot of Virgo energy right, so she was all set on like you know focus on taking direction and so so much that she didn't know how to be free not to be institutionalized not to feel feel how she feels like and that was a big part of her life right um always being controlled in some way or fashion not being able to be herself not being able to feel emotionally and surrender to her emotions you know what i mean she always had to do things a certain way all the time for that energy to be opposite her fourth house. That I mean, it could it could be saying that because she was into drugs, that was her way to emotionally surrender, and that ended up causing her death. She needed to switch it. Like, yes, she needed to emotionally surrender, but do it in a healthy way, um, and not do it through habits, <laughs> not through it through um, delusions. You know what I mean? Um, fourth house ruler is in conjunct Eris. Eris represents pain and sorrow and lawlessness. Uh, that energy is in conjunct. It's making me think that there probably was a killer involved. But the energy is in conjunct. So it's like slight. Like this is this whole enabler idea is really running strong and true to me. Um, it really is. It really is, y'all. Um, fourth house ruler is sextile powers of fortune, which does show that she. I felt like she has some like some protection when during her passing. I do. And that she probably didn't have to worry that much about her fortune. You know, her will was set, so everything was going to go to Bobby Christina anyway. You know what I mean? Let's go to Sixth House. Sixth House is unruled by Leo. And um, when she passed, they found out that she actually did have heart disease. Leo rules the heart and the back. So that makes a lot of sense, y'all. Because um, she had a weak heart. Um Venus is in her sixth house, which shows um, 
shows a couple of things so with venus being in leo in the sixth house definitely shows me that arts is a part of her work environment venus represents beauty and the arts and stuff like that leo represents creativity and talents and the sixth house represents your everyday task your work environment the things you do in the daily your routines and so it makes sense that that was a part of her life was the arts was music right um but it also shows that she's often were lucky with her health right she has been having using drugs for decades and haven't been haven't had to deal with the, her heart being fucked up right um so that can be something the sun is also in the sixth house um showing that her everyday task and everyday um duties and like the things that she do to the day-to-day was a great part of her vitality so that means that if she um when she took care of herself she felt good of course like what anyone did but it really affected how she felt um physically health-wise emotionally um you could tell that she was healthy because she would probably um have more pep in her step um, she did her daily tasks easily, daily routines easily. Um, she couldn't really be a functioning addict. You know what I mean? Because it's like it would affect her everyday tasks, her everyday duties. Um, so I feel like that definitely has something to do with it too. Um, Uranus in the sixth house does show that she may have some accidents, which I don't remember recalling any. But she may have some accidents that affected her health. Um, beyond the one that she had when she died, um, she may have had some other accidents that affected her health for sure. Okay? Um, but this definitely shows accidental health problem that could lead to death. That can definitely be it. But with the sun and Venus being in here, I felt like she had those often but was able to pull through so she might have been confused why she didn't pull through this time you know what i mean sixth house ruler is leo leo's ruled by the sun and the sun is in the sixth house which shows you that you know again when you have a healthy daily routine you know you would be your vitality is up you know what i mean her routine was really a big deal when it came to vitality her vitality some people are able to um not have a routine and be fine right be okay um not her (laughs) you know what i mean it affected her emotionally physically mentally all the leads okay um she needed some she needed order in her life she needed organization in her life i believe her father i'm not quite sure but i believe her father was in the army so he probably raised her up that way i wouldn't be surprised um Especially her second house being ruled by Aries. Aries is very militant energy. So I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of grew up in a very strict strict environment, strict home. Um, yeah. Um, so, sixth house um, ruler is the sun. It's in 16 degrees Leo. So let's look and see what's... Um, aspect in the sun okay let's see let's see let's see Uh, Vesta is uh, almost exactly sextile um Leo or Leo sorry the sixth house ruler 
um so like remember how see how my um intuition works it's insane remember how i said i felt like there were people who were infiltrating her circle that will cause enable her to do certain things to, that will cause her to um you know but kind of make set her up to fail set her up to die set her up to get sick shit like that you know what i mean yeah, I feel like it was just a, it was a conspiracy that people infiltrated the circle and fucked shit up for her. You know what I mean? I really do feel that. Um, sixth house ruler is square Neptune. Again, showing that drugs was really not good for her health. Some people, and I know it's not good for anyone's health. Yeah, 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 I get it. But some people can actually be able, be fine with taking drugs all their life. Like, yeah, their health's not the best, best, but their, their vitality is not that fucked up. With her, like, it really messed her up, her everyday life up bad. You know what I mean? Um, it just, yeah, it just did. It messed up her everyday life really bad. Um, and yeah, again, she's been using for a while, but I bet that she was able to control it a little bit better when she was younger. But when you're older, no. This could also show that you have delusions when it comes to your everyday tasks and your health as well. So she may be feeling like, people are like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. You're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm good. You know what I mean? And really, truly feel that. <laughs> um, Sixth house ruler is also um, square Lilith. And Lilith energy is you feeling a, um, what you call it, a feminine energy feeling um suppressed by masculine energy um, now with her it's, it's a little bit tricky to see who she if she's feminine or not but she does have a masculine sun a masculine moon but a feminine rising um i can see people thinking that she's feminine and you know she didn't shows her masculine side they're like whoa you know what i mean and it's hard to suppress her um so I wonder if someone, some masculine energy tried to suppress her by fucking up her health. You know what I'm saying? Because she looks like sweet and dainty and soft. Pisces rising, you know? Um, and Pisces risings are known for being chameleons too. But she had deeply a masculine side. So that's interesting. Um... Sixth house ruler is um, opposite Folis, um, exactly actually, um, which is interesting. Folis represents a faded um, event that's an extreme turning point. Uh, so again, like every time she had a health crisis, it was a turning point. Sun is conjunct Venus, so it made her lucky. It kind of she was able to pull through, but sometimes depending on the energies of the universe at that moment sometimes you don't pull through um so every time she had a health crisis or a a organization crisis or you know daily routine crisis it was a a turning point for her to realize like hey let me fix this but the thing is is that Solus is in the 12th house so it's the house of the unknown so again causing this sabotaging 
um, opportunities, or it's not opportunities, doing these sabotaging things and not being fully aware of ourselves undoing. You get what I'm saying? Um, that's why I kind of read that. Sixth house ruler is also opposite Saturn. Similar type of energy. Don't understand what restrictions are. Can't take authority over her own health. Um, and same thing with um, freedom too. So especially with Saturn in the 12th house. Like she can't restrict herself when it comes to being free. Like yeah she had... Um, kind of was raised in a very strict organized way and she knew how to follow orders well but she wanted to be let free and she was supposed to be let free but she did it in like the not best ways kind of like a deluded type of way illusions, drugs, alcohol stuff like that That the thing is though especially with Saturn in the 12th um, it's the house of the unknown so she can't really access that part of her easily unless she does some spiritual work and so with that, like, she has no restrictions when it comes to her being free, being emotionally surrendering, um, you know, feeling, un, un, like, being uninstitutionalized, un, you know what I mean? Um, she doesn't know when to stop. That's what I'm trying to say. She doesn't know when to stop. And that affected her health because yes the sixth house represents health but also daily habits including drugs and alcohol you know what i mean so that's what i see there sixth house ruler is in conjunct chiron kind of similar energy especially with chiron and pisces um with her needing to healing spiritually in order to have a healthy personality persona and appearance right um she needed better um, daily habits to have that. But the thing is, though, it's like she also needed to find the balance between um, fully surrendering but organizing your life. She needed to understand that duality a little bit better. Um, her moon's trying her sign, which is a great placement generally. Um, showing that specifically when it comes to her health, that her emotions are greatly imp- a part of her personality, persona, and appearance. But when it comes to what we're talking about here, that her emotions are greatly connected to her vitality, her health. Um, and that could happen in a not-so-good way, too. You know? Um, I feel like it could happen for better or worse. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be true for better or for worse. Jupiter is also trying her fifth house excuse me sixth house ruler um i felt like she always went to like experts (laughs) or people possibly from different countries to kind of get a handle of her health like she liked going to like well not really i'm gonna say that i actually would say ah okay i'm reading okay peep this she did go to doctors a lot to make sure she, you know, her vitality was good. She liked to go to experts. She would feel a certain type of way and be like, yeah, I need medicine for it. But with that six house ruler squaring Neptune, they would give her pills and she thinks that, okay, this prescription's going to take care of everything. You get what I'm saying? 
what she probably needed was um, some spiritual healing and what she probably needed as well to help with a lot of her issues is like going to um, a holistic doctor instead of a doctor doctor not not doctor doctor but um uh, not traditional i can't think of the name the doctors that we go in the hospitals and shit classically trained doctor i guess i don't know <laughs> but basically she needs to go see like a, a natural doctor i feel that would probably be the best bet with kind of having the moon and jupiter trine her sixth house ruler as well as neptune square her sixth house ruler that's what i kind of see there and um yeah so that's why i see that now let's look at her eighth her eighth is ruled by libra um giving me again vibes that people were involved someone that she was close with compatible with vibed with was involved in her death two people possibly so that two drug dealer thing actually is making a lot of sense someone that she did transactions with because libra also represents that as well eighth house does have kind of like um not, it does kind of have a druggy vibe but it has more of a like crime vibe like mob mafia that gives me eighth house which is like secret like secrecy like things you have to do in a black market that type of vibe um so i see that for sure black moon Lilith is in the eighth house um it's not really near the eighth house cusp like not it's, it's near it but not really aspecting it um but i feel like a big part of her death had something to do with like control um feeling suppressed control gaining back control something like that which I've heard that she was actually going through that with her music business and contracts and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, of course, the eighth house has Neptune, like I mentioned before. Definitely drugs were involved here. Um, some deception, some secrecy as well since Neptune um, represents deceptions. Scorpio represents um, secrecy. You know what I mean? Sorry for the background noise. That's uh, my friend's dog hanging out. <laughs> and um, they're doing something. He's running around upstairs and acting like a fool. <laughs> in the attic, I mean. Um, and then Asteroid Lilith is in the A2. Again, that issue with suppression being controlled and not liking it. So, yeah, someone that she felt had control over her or trying to gain control over her was involved in her death. Um, that's what I think. Um, eighth house is ruled by Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus, and Venus is in the sixth house. So again, that sixth house connection. Again, I'm really feeling like they're trying to get at her through her daily habits, and they infiltrated um, her. Um, what do you call it? Entourage to create scenarios of her to deteriorate you know what i mean so yeah it's an accident but they also were definitely um liable here you know what i mean there's other people around that were liable to the situation very similar to michael jackson and prince 
when she actually was around when they were around too she was cool with both of them more so michael than anything so it's interesting how those three the three most popular um artists in the 80s and early 90s die the same way that's quite interesting y'all just saying eighth house ruler conjunct the sun Anne and Leo, again, this is greatly affecting her vitality, of um, vitality, excuse me, vitality, vitality, because, um, you know, the 8th house rule is, is representing, like, death and transformation right now. Um, also, you know, it's in the 6th house, so we have to think, like, okay, let's cause this um, issue with her vitality by f- kind of being around with her on the everyday basis and providing what she needs on an everyday basis so we can get at her in a more sticky type of way you know that's what sixth house represents it's like just everyday routines and shit so that's what i'm kind of peeping there um but let's look at some other aspects with the eighth house ruler um eighth house ruler is Eighth house ruler sextile Mars. You know, Mars gives me that aggressor vibe. So that is interesting. Very, very interesting. Eighth house ruler is also um, pretty close to Vesta, but I wouldn't say it's aspecting it since Vesta's an asteroid. But again, keeper of the hearth, that makes you think. Um, Eighth house ruler is also square Neptune. Again, there's some deception and secrecy with her death but yes drugs were probably most likely were involved but with the neptune being the eighth house and a scorpio too that drug dealer thing might be they may they might be onto something there that that theory eighth house ruler is opposite antropos retrograde that's really interesting um I feel like this is saying, especially since Andropos retrograde is in the 12th and in Aquarius, it's like contradicting each other. I think this is the real, what really happens and I'm going to put be brought out to light with Whitney. I never will. We'll never know what, the, you know, the general public, they'll never prove what happened. You know what I mean? Which is really sad. Um... Eighth house ruler is also um, in conjunct Chiron. Um, it was her issue not healing herself spiritually, un- uh, realizing herself undoing self sabotage in ways that did eventually lead to her transformation, her death. But again, eighth house ruler is trying almost exactly to Eris, um, lawlessness, pain and sorrow, which in this retrograde too, so it's making me think that there's some secrecy within her death and there was someone who did something, who killed her. Um, and this in Aries too, and Aries is all about aggression. Eighth house ruler is also trying to moon High emotions were definitely involved. Things were done in the dark. 
it affected her body directly with Aries being involved and Aries is also um, in the first house the moon in the first house eighth house ruler um, actually that's it sorry <laughs> so it's really interesting there guys very very interesting with that um, so far I'm kind of thinking that there were some enablers infiltrated her like people that wanted her die hurt her to die they um sent some people to infiltrate her um entourage they did they set some shit up for her to die seems like an accident might have been an aggressor involved kind of though mars and pluto is in the seventh None of these energies are retrograding, though. We have to look at the actual death date to see that, though. Let's look at Bobby Christina's. Um, Bobby Christina was a Gemini rising, a Pisces sun, and a Cancer moon. Definitely interesting energies there. Okay. Mars and the first people, like, they have a lot of people trying to attack the, their body their personality, their persona just attack them they always get attacked so for her being murdered it's not too far-fetched honestly um, but in general this, of course not everyone that has Mars in the first is going to get murdered but y'all probably notice that people are always trying to fuck with you and, you know and you have to fuck them up real quick to make them stop her fourth house ruler is in Virgo. Only lack of sis is in her fourth house. Um, fourth house ruler in Virgo gives me ideas that this might have been planned. But also this could be give me ideas that, again, her habits got to her. Because Virgo represents daily habits. Fourth house is ruled by Virgo. Virgo planetary ruler is um, Mercury. And Mercury is in the 10th house. Huh. Mercury is in the 10th house in Pisces, though. So, again, drugs were involved. But 10th house gives me status, reputation, and career. So, someone who is trying to get at her status, reputation, and career probably caused her death. Or someone of authority may have caused her death. Mercury is retrograde, so they're keeping it quiet. It's conjuncting black moon Lilith too um she's definitely more on the feminine energy side she's reversed her mom where she looks like this masculine tough guy because her rising sign isn't a masculine sign but she's actually really really soft um because her moon and um sun is in feminine energy she has a similar energy to Kanye Kanye has black moon Lilith conjunct mercury and that energy kind of gives me this idea you have to watch what you say his is in the 11th hers is in the 10th both involved with reputation um since that's more 10th but 11th house is more of the public um all kind of connected to how people see you a little bit so maybe she was saying something people didn't like it maybe she found out something about her mom but didn't like that she figured it out and they killed her 
that could be something. Um, but let's look at these other aspects that um, the fourth house ruler is making to other planets. Um, these are squared her nodes. This was not supposed to happen this way. She wasn't supposed to die. And I heard a whole bunch of mediums say that even her mom was like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. She didn't want to leave. She, yeah, she wasn't supposed to pass this way. She wasn't this was supposed to be her last moment. Um, she did have to probably figure out some spiritual stuff along the way. She probably didn't want to do it anymore. She just wanted to be with her mom. That could be it. A lot of people say they have they go through some self-discovery during their coma and then they forget but they felt like they accomplished something they feel totally different um in a spiritual sense so it's interesting the moon is exactly trying her fourth house ruler emotions were definitely involved in the situation um moon is in the second house so she was emotionally sensitive about her self-worth in general but this was definitely involved greatly in her demise as well this energy shows the immense closeness she had with her mother as well since the fourth house ruler which rules the mother is exactly trying to the moon which moves the mother in cancer which is again the mother she's pisces you know what i mean very very close with her mom Fourth house ruler is also trying Pluto, so hmm. that's interesting. That should show that again, it was easy for her to transition, but in the sense of like she was ready to, emotionally to transition, even though she wasn't ready spiritually to transition. You get what I'm saying? Like she's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Packing my bags, going to heaven now, hanging out with mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I kind of feel with that. Um, fourth house ruler is sextile, both Neptune and Uranus. Um, showing the connection of it being an accident. Um, also showing the connection of drugs being involved or deception being involved, especially since they were right close to the eighth house in the 8th house where it was death but also Capricorns here and so authority um not sure if it was like a bigger person involved because I didn't see any connection with Vesta even though Vesta is in the 8th house and that's something that should be noted um this could be someone that she felt was an authority of her or had or could overpower her okay 6th house Sixth house is ruled by Scorpio. Scorpio rules the reproductive areas. I wonder if she had like issues there. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's a thing, especially since Pluto's also there too. Mm, I don't remember her having any health issues, honestly. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Pluto in the sixth house, though, can kind of show, and with Scorpio too, that you like die from health issues. Like, it's like a it's, she's supposed to die from a natural death, honestly. But with Pluto retrograde, though, it kind of makes me think that secrecy is involved. So, 
you know, she was supposed to die a, by, na- by natural causes, right? But with retrograde, it's kind of like, but something stupid can happen too. That's how I kind of feel with that. Osiris is also in the sixth house, again, showing more that death could definitely be caused by a fail of health. North Node is in the sixth house too. Um, which definitely shows that, like, it was also fated to, for her to kind of have some organization in life, um, to have some order within her life. But yet, she was supposed to get, understand that balance of following your passions, following your dreams, but have organizing it, making sure you're doing it right. Um, she might have felt she might have felt like I should be able to get things just because my mom and dad are hugely famous and are legends. She might have felt that way. A part of her lesson was to kind of get out of that. You know what I mean? Do the hard work to put yourself out there to follow your passion. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it also shows that she was fated to kind of make sure that she had healthy habits, healthy everyday life you know what I mean sixth house ruler is Scorpio Scorpio's ruled by Pluto Pluto is in the sixth house so again she needed to be healthy have a be have an organized life have a healthy life in order to be healthy <laughs> you know um Pluto is conjunct Osiris or the sixth house rules conjunct Osiris which again reiterates once more that it's very very important for her to have a healthy everyday life because it can cause her to be sick and die okay shows us some secrecy within her health too somehow just weird anyways let's look at um any other aspects that um the sixth house ruler is making sixth house ruler is um sextile both neptune and uranus again that gives me an idea of accidental death by drugs also possibly by drowning too since neptune's watery but more drug than anything um that pluto energy stalls authority someone she felt like someone had control over her somehow um Sixth house ruler is squared Saturn, um, showing that there was um, a miscommunication or disharmony connected to her health and um, authority, which kind of gives me the idea that this authoritative person didn't, you know, wanted her health to fail, <laughs> you know. Um, probably like took them longer than expected kind of shows that she didn't have restriction over her everyday life too sixth house ruler is trine mercury um it's interesting because that kind of shows that you're kind of on top of your everyday life it's supposed to be more positive um but with Mercury being retrograde, you know, hmm. 
maybe externally her life was disorganized but internally it wasn't you know what I mean like she addressed her emotions um but she just couldn't manifest it on the external somehow but I think the thing that really messes it up is the Lilith energy um cause Lilith is also trying Pluto aka the 6th house ruler too which shows that when she transmutes negative energy um it does directly affect her health for better or for worse 6th house ruler is in conjunct oh actually no it's not never mind <laughs> house ruler is um trying the moon her emotions just like a mother deeply connected to her health um into her everyday life well-being make sure that she kind of do her daily tasks to, to live to live a healthy life for better or for worse again but this kind of shows with it trining though trining is harmony so it's kind of like you can really if she really wanted to kind of get her life together she can do it with ease but water's involved and water can make things a little bit difficult because you're always tending to your emotions you know tend to how you feel and if you're not feeling good that day then you're not feeling good that day you know and in her case in her mother's case it will show through her everyday life it'll show through her health show through how she looks lastly eighth house ruler is trying lapisus showing that again she, she really needed to have an organized healthy lifestyle she needed it or it will cause her death straight up all right now let's move to the eighth house so the eighth house is ruled by capricorn so i feel like this um again someone that, that she felt like she had authority that had authority over her probably did something again neptune um Uranus and Vesta. Vesta is not really conjuncting Neptune Uranus, but Neptune Uranus gives me accidental, um, either accidental um, death by um, drugs or accidental um, or shocking deception. Could be that too. But Vesta's in the eighth house too, which makes me think again that whole authority thing. Um, someone of authority doing something doing some shady shit you know um, 8th house ruler is ruled by Capricorn Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and Saturn is in her ninth house that's interesting huh maybe the person who caused her death someone of a different culture race background language something like that and i for some reason i always felt like that matt lomas guy was a little suspect for some reason he's just her, one of her friends he's white he was there when she died um could have been someone that she felt had like more had authority over her but definitely someone who um had a lot of knowledge very smart possibly can outbank her but let's see um the other 
aspects the eighth house ruler is making eighth house ruler is sextile venus um it's, it's had to have it had to have something to do with her desires, something that she desired, her body desires, and some Aries. Um, but I can also see that maybe this was someone she desired, a lover, since Venus is connected to relationships. So it could have been someone she was in a relationship with. Eighth house ruler is um, trine south node, sextile north node. So in her past life, she passed away from someone um, who was an who's had a who was an authority figure had authority over her. So it's kind of could have could be similar to her new life, um, or not new life, that life that she just passed away from, and. What she was supposed to do this life was to follow her passions and have more unorganized life. Um, she was kind of being a little too free in her past life too. And if she kind of listened to her North Node, then she might be alive still. You know what I mean? Still continuing to um, learn her lessons and all that. And the moon is in conjunct 8th house ruler. And the motions were not good. It's very emotional. Emotions were not good. I keep getting that too. Like weird positions with the moon. Like she went through it when she died. Like she was very emotionally sad. Maybe not very, but definitely she wasn't feeling too hot. Feeling quite misunderstood, especially with the inconjunct energy. Um, still looking. Eighth house ruler is square Pluto. Again, shows that tough transition that she had. She was in a coma for the longest before she died. Because her health was, again, she has this theme of health, everyday tasks, routine, similar to her mom. Her mom passed that down to her. The sixth house energy, energy sixth house action. what I'm thinking all right y'all so let's now look at their death chart as well as name asteroids and um, progressions and transits compared to their natal chart to see if we can get a little bit more detail okay all right look at the depth charts with uh, Wendy Houston and then we'll look at Bobby Christina okay first thing I noticed is that it's a Leo rising for when she died at Saturday February 11 2012 at 3:55 p.m. Los Angeles California um, remember the her natal's sixth house is Leo and remember how I said the Leo is the heart in the back and she had heart disease. Um, her heart stopping probably was the first thing that happened until she died, died. You know what I mean? And then everything else started to come together. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised she had a cardiac arrest. You know what I mean? Um, 
nothing in her first house at all. Now we look at the descendant, right? The culprit. Um, so it looks like it's in the 11th house. That kind of shows you that, hey, this could have been an accident, right? Could be saying that, true. But it also could be saying as well that this is um, someone within her circle, one of her friends, one of her acquaintances, one of her colleagues, right? Because that's what Aquarius represents as well. So that's something that you need to keep in mind. Um, the her the actually not her son. The son that day was in Aquarius as well, in her seventh house. Um, you know, the son represents identity, uh, but also represents um, you know what was the most important thing at the moment, right? Um, for it to be in the seventh house, like she, I think she was focused on a partnership or a relationship or someone else involved. The light is shining on the culprit somehow. Nessus is conjunct the sun too. Remember taking a life. So the person took her vitality and it's someone that she was partnering with. Someone that she vied with, was cool with, she was close with. Definitely someone within her circle. So yes, there was definitely an enabler. I feel like... I wouldn't be surprised if it was like... They, someone killed her by accident and then tried to play it off like they did, did like um, it was something else you know what I mean uh, because you, can, you can't ignore what that other guy was saying the defense wounds and stuff you know what I mean but I do keep seeing this Uranus Aquarius connection so I, it's just really interesting maybe that's more of the shock value because I remember when that happened too I was extremely shocked everyone was so maybe it's representing that but again it could be representing the um how this was an accident like a true accident you know um fourth house ruler again that libra connection it's in libra um what else can you say <laughs> the moon is conjunct the fourth um the ic the fourth house cusp could it be someone within her family? You know, people have been thinking that Pat Houston had something to do with this. You know what I mean? It's in the third house. The third house is ruled by siblings. And Pat Houston's not her sibling. But Pat Houston is married to her brother, who is her sibling. Moon is the feminine. So the feminine connection of her sibling is her brother. I don't, I think it's only her and her brother. And that's it when it comes to their family. Saturn is in the fourth house again someone of authority 29 degrees Libra Requiem and Osiris is in the fourth too but in Scorpio and then like the second and third deck in a Scorpio so it's not making the aspects of Saturn but it's something that we should keep in mind okay speaking of Saturn the sixth house is ruled by Capricorn so that means the sixth house ruler is in the fourth house again that family connection the only reason why Pat Houston was involved is because she felt like Pat Houston was her friend could it have been Pat Houston um, Aquarius represents in-laws too it represents cousins in-laws not just aunts and uncles non-immediate non-immediate family members so something to think about, honestly. 
interesting. Um, fourth house ruler is in Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus planetary wise. Venus is in the ninth. Venus is also in Aries, so again showing that aggressor energy. Um, Venus is conjunct Uranus. So this is so confusing. Like, is this an accident or not? <laughs> it's showing that it's an aggressor, but an accident. It's like, is you know, that's why I keep seeing like someone did something, but is this accident too? Like, I don't know how to read that. There's multiple ways that that can happen. Um Is Uranus representing that it was shocking or that it was an accident? Uranus is in Aries. Like, again, this assertiveness, aggression, violence. But by surprise. Maybe it's saying that she was caught by surprise. Maybe. I don't know, y'all. This is really confusing. ruler is also conjunct Ceres did the Paramax come in time or something I know she was pronounced dead when they came you know I don't know this is weird um Fourth house ruler is also square Pluto. Could have been like an attempt to kill her. Went kind of bad. It wasn't as clean as they wanted to be, but she ended up dying anyway. Maybe? If that Paul Hubel guy was right. So that's why the accident is showing up too. <sighs> Fourth house um, ruler being in the ninth too kind of shows us someone of a different culture, language, or someone of higher learning too. Different race, like someone that's totally foreign from her. Then the sixth house ruler being in the fourth kind of shows too that someone that she shared her private life with was involved in this too. So maybe these people were in cahoots. So there was people that she was familiar with infiltrating, you know, her entourage, making sure that she was susceptible or maybe just marking her every move so these other aggressors can come through and be like, yeah. We're going to do stuff now. You know what I mean? Now we're going to hurt her. This is the best time to do it. I don't know, y'all. Huh. Um. House ruler is in conjunct Saturn. Again, like maybe something went wrong. Like they was trying to 
take her out one way, it didn't work, so he took her out another way. Or maybe this is showing her disagreement with this um, with authority at the moment, because the fourth house does represent emotions. So it can be representing the emotions of the time that she passed. Maybe that um, Uranus connection is just saying that she was shocked when she died. The ninth house energy I can't ignore. Fourth house ruler is trying Juno. Could have been a lover or a part again, a, someone that she was partnering up with. I get, I do get love advice because it's connected to the fifth house. Fifth house is casual dating, but maybe it could also be involving like someone jealous and because she was messing with somebody. Or maybe this could have been a business partner connected to her talents. Since that fifth house represents talents and creativity too. Yeah, this is um, interesting, you know. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Um, fourth house didn't tell us much. Let's see what the sixth house does. Um, sixth house ruler is Capricorn. Capricorn is connected to like the upper thigh, knee lower I mean upper I said upper thigh lower thigh knee upper calf area um so I wonder if any of the defensive mood um wounds that she had is in those areas I know I listed them but let me just look one more time head arms thighs if it was the lower thighs then huh that would be interesting y'all hmm but I can't, I don't know if it was a lower thigh or not. Again, sixth house rule is in the fourth, showing that she was close to this person. Pluto's in the sixth. Her failed health by this authority caused her death. Asteroid Lilith. Someone was trying to suppress her. Somehow. But the fourth house ruler to also be in um, Aries does show the head issue, like something to do with her head. So maybe she was did have those wounds in her head. I'm seeing wounds in the head and wounds in the thigh, y'all. So that's something. Sixth house ruler is in the fourth, 29 degrees Libra. Um, we can see if there's any aspects being made. Sixth house ruler is um square asteroid lilith um again showing that suppression connected with her health failing her being suppressed someone trying to suppress her somehow i don't see any connections with mars yet so but i do see some with aries but if I have a deep connection with Mars, then maybe I'll feel like someone just straight up did something to her. Even though Mars is retrograde, I do want to mention that. So again, they're going to do this in a stealthy type of way. But anyways, let's continue. Um, sixth house ruler is trying Nessus in the sun. So this person that's trying to take their life did take their vital- vitality. 
by again being involved in their everyday life fucking up their health directly being a part of their routine so this infiltration thing seeming see is seeming more real than the other theories that i've seen so far Six house ruler is also um trying mercury and palace which shows that definitely some intense planning was involved here mercury and palace is in the eighth as well showing that planning was involved in the death eighth house ruler is also trying neptune deception drugs were involved and that is true neptune is in pisces it just got into pisces mind you and then she was going through her chiron return with chiron in four degrees pisces showing that she needed she was being readdressed with this whole you know being spiritually connected understanding yourself undoing self-sabotaging ways and healing from it ruler is in conjunct powers of fortune her luck was definitely not there also in conjunct uranus huh showing that maybe hmm. showing that maybe i can show that the accident of the random event caused uh, some harm to her health but with it in conjunct, it shows that the energy wasn't that strong. So maybe she didn't die initially that way. But they did extra to make her die, possibly. Possibly. Or... This could just be like, this is a shock that she's going through this health issue. Did No one knew she had heart disease, you know? This kind of came out of nowhere and surprised people. see so far with that um now let's look at the eighth eighth house is ruled by aquarius again the shock factor um but it could be a real accident but i cannot ignore how this had to be planned with mercury in palace being an aquarius i i can't ignore that i I just can't (laughs) this is insane and I'm not seeing any connections with Mars so far because Uranus is in two degrees Aries. There's no aspects being made to Mars. <sighs> so I am already leaning towards one thing with Whitney. But I'll go through the go through whatever, right? Um Well, what's intercepted? Uh Gemini and sad just intercepted and that's interesting because the nodes 
are in the intercepted signs. Juno's in the intercepted sign. So these energies are muted. Folus and Vertex Wolf are faded asteroids are in the intercepted signs. So she wasn't supposed to go this way. But these energies were muted. So she literally all the things that are connected with fate are muted. Ain't that a bitch? And even if she had a lover, they couldn't have saved her. Because their energy is muted too. Ain't that a bitch, y'all. Wow. Muted in the 5th and 11th house. So her talents and her fans can't even save her either. You know, her having the stature that she has. the, the, The status. I mean, ain't that something, y'all. Wow. But there is a connection with um, accidents with that Aquarius. So. <sighs> like, quote unquote, accident. But Uranus is not retrograde, so. But, but that whole, like, Mercury and Pallas conjuncting in the eighth house near the eighth house cusp. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Neptune is also in the eighth house, drugs were involved. Chiron, um, she was susceptible because she needed to uh, heal the childhood traumas connected to her emotionally surrendering, to her um, being institutionalized by her addictions and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, she was like super duper vulnerable. Um, Lachesis and Antroposis also in the eighth, too during this time so again more of that transition energy the death energy can't ignore too that the sun in Nessus um, is also conjunct the ape house so there was definitely someone involved y'all someone meant to do this to make it look like an accident to be like oops I can't believe this happened you know what I mean she probably tried to fight back that's why she had the offensive moods a wound, excuse me. Maybe they was got a little bit forceful for her, but still, like, I could see it as, you know, I could see this as she got, of course, she had people infiltrate. Well, let me, you know what? I'm gonna leave that to last words. I'll leave it to last words. <laughs> but real quick, let's look at um the eighth house ruler, it's Uranus, in the ninth house again. I wouldn't be surprised if it was connected with someone who was not from her area, not not someone she's that someone that's like unfamiliar with her, her life, her living. You know what I mean? Not unfamiliar to her, but like different race, different culture, different languages, something like that. Second house, um, I mean, eighth house rulers, two degrees Aries, conjunct Venus. Was it someone that she was kind of messing with? Or it could be someone that was giving her desires. Um, Venus is also the fourth house ruler. Um, Uranus is also conjunct Ceres. Showing that. I mean, it's not really conjunct. Ceres is an asteroid. So never mind. Sorry. <laughs> um... Let's see what else is going on here. 
I already talked about um, the Uranus Saturn connection, eighth house ruler in conjunct um, Saturn. So kind of already talked about that. It's really interesting though because again, this Juno connection, eighth house ruler is trying Juno exactly person playing off as their lover maybe as her lover excuse me or was it a partner like a partner partner that person she was close with that she thought she could trust who handled her businesses and shit that could be it too eighth house ruler um also squares pluto because she was like fighting i feel like she was fighting not to die she was hoping not to die but it happened so end up being a negative transformation instead of a positive one um even though death's not necessarily negative but you know talking talking in this realm (laughs) man that's what i'm seeing y'all that is what i'm seeing so i kind of have an idea with Whitney, but let's look at Bobby. And so for Bobby Christina, I'm gonna look at the time of the accident, the day and time of the accident, as well as um, when she died. Um, so it might both of them might give us a clearer picture. Um, but I have to, you know, make sure I'm detailed, but not too detailed because I don't want it to be too long. I could talk about this forever. You know what I mean? Wow. South node in Uranus is conjuncting her first house, right? Um, showing that she, this was a past life issue. She, remember how I said her death is connected to her past life? Yo, man. <laughs> you see how astrology connects like that? I saw that through her birth chart and it's showing through this accident. So Uranus in, um, self notice conjunct conjuncting her ascendant again showing that this is this is a past life thing with her she had these accidental deaths all the time it affects her body it's in her first house it's in aries which represents that represents that too but the aries energy also is kind of saying that there might have been an aggressor involved similar to her mother might have been an aggressor involved but it was an accident too seeing that she was in this accidental thing and making it worse possibly kind of this is reminding me a little bit of Jim Morrison's situation not Jim Morrison's Brian Jones' situation you know Eris in the first house too not conjuncting or I mean excuse me aspect of anything um in the first house but it is um the asteroid of pain and sorrow and lawlessness um for Libra to be this um descendant or descendant to be in Libra excuse me um with North Node is really interesting but it kind of gives me vibes that um this was a partner of hers that did this in the seventh house is in Libra Nick Gordon Nick Gordon did it. <laughs> I don't know what you thought he was accomplishing in the process. Maybe they said that he was abusive, right? Um, that Aries energy kind of shows the abuse. That Aries energy in the Ascendant too also shows that um, beyond that she got hit, but 
in the head and she had pain she had like she got hit in the head it's true um this actually they actually listed that in the autopsy too yeah so yeah um that's interesting similar to her mother moon is conjunct her fourth house um in her in, in her death charts i mean which is creepy it's insane like even in astrologically speaking it's similar that's the weirdest fuck y'all wow showing again that she was really emotional and i mentioned that before she was very emotional it's the moon cancer fourth house connection just like i saw it in her chart too very emotional when she passed oh that's so sad and so that makes the fourth house ruler um in the third she did first see him as a sibling so it might be him Nick Gordon again that's interesting I'll look and see if I see any other quick aspects I could mention just looking through y'all um fourth house ruler is sextile powers of fortune which shows that she actually made it out alive even though she was in a coma and everything that even throughout through this happening she still made it out alive this trying lack of, i mean this is energy um fourth house ruler is square lack of showing that like nope she ain't dying ending that shit right there also um square vertex yeah she got lucky but this wasn't supposed to happen basically this wasn't supposed to happen at all you know she wasn't it wasn't supposed to end like this at all fourth house ruler in conjunct saturn feeling a sense of authority but it's not so direct she you know what i mean and conjunct energy is not so direct and it's like light energy of authority being involved letting the accident happen pushing it to happen making it happen you know what i mean again like similar to whitney's we're never gonna really know the truth with bobby too because she has a 12th house stellium in Pisces. We're just not gonna know. We're just not gonna know. Fourth house ruler is opposite Ceres. Kinda. <laughs> 
which can represent the whole malpractice was in, you know, maybe they probably didn't do something right. The doctor's down there. Fourth house ruler is also in conjunct Vesta and Mercury and the sun. Again, some indirectness here. This wasn't really planned like that, but you know, the actual act, the actual incident wasn't planned, but they were thinking in their mind, or like, okay, we have to just get an opportunity and jump at it. You know what I mean? And maybe he was he was sent to do this, since Vesta's involved too. There's Venus, Neptune, Mars, and Chiron in, in Pisces. So we're never going to know who actually did and who actually hurt her directly. Not going to get a, that clear of idea of the substances that were involved. There's going to be great deception. Not going to fully understand the relationship between her and Nick. Her and Nick. Because Venus is also in the 12 too. It's tough, y'all. And she was through this Chiron transit, she was supposed to learn more about healing herself, undoing self sabotaging ways. She didn't really chance to. That's crazy. ruler is trying Venus so again this death the energy of death was harmonious with the guy that she was with he used drugs because Neptune is also and you know um, trining the fourth house ruler Along to the six. So something with her heart probably went wrong too. Even though I didn't remember hearing that. I wonder if she had bruises on her back. Did it say that she had bruises on her back? Let's see real quick. No, I don't see anything about her back. those wounds that I was talking about was on Bobby Christina not Whitney so I was wrong about that so sorry but someone did say that there were wounds on defensive wounds on Whitney Houston though. um now I wonder if something happened with her heart too um interesting you know that the same old interception that we see all the time Pisces and Virgo, you know, her, 
you know, that shows that her diction got to the best of her and her intuition was off. She couldn't apply it to real life. She couldn't apply what her spirit and her guides were telling her to do into real life because these energies were muted. So that's interesting. Six house rulers in the 11th. It was someone within her circle, a friend, an acquaintance that were involved in this. Maybe that map dude really did the like did the actual work and then Nick Gordon was like like directing it maybe she has vertex lattices and requiem in her sixth house lattices is death requiem is funeral arrangements vertex is fated event it was fated for her to die at this moment if she didn't get out of that relationship in the proper way because Vertex and Lachesis is in Libra. And not conjuncting, but quite close to her north node. Uh, not her north node, but um, excuse me, the north node of the death chart. Which the focus at that time when North Node was in Libra, it was relationships. Especially at that specific time, because it was in the seventh house too. So let's see what the sixth house ruler is doing and how her health was involved in his. You know, the um, water barrier. you know, it kind of shows the like water involvement there. Um, since the sixth house um, ruler is in Aquarius, technically, and in eleventh house, which shows that yeah, the person had fucked up her health was someone within her circle, but also that water was involved in this. Conjunct Mercury, showing that this was planned and organized. In secret, because Mercury's retrograde. But I have a strong feeling, though, that was kind of like it was organized, but not like if we if opportunity comes, we have to go for it. You know what I mean? That's what I kind of think. Six house ruler is trying the North Node, sextile the South Node. So this day was a very important day for her to learn um, specifically about herself in relationships as well as, um, yeah, that's actually it, honestly. (laughs) No, as well, just that. Sixth house ruler is sextile Uranus. So it was a shocking thing or an accident. I honestly feel like it was the same exact theory that I have with her mom. I really do. Um, well, let's continue. <laughs> Sixth house ruler is in conjunct the moon and the um, IC. Wasn't anyone that was really familiar with her. Or if, they, if someone was familiar with her. Actually, if someone was who was familiar with her was involved they were indirectly involved you get what i'm saying 
and maybe Matt and Nick were going to get a cut off of something like say Pat Houston was like not directly involved but told Matt um Nick and Matt that hey I'll give you a little something something if you do this you know what I mean six house rulers opposite Juno Juno is retrograde so it shows how he was controlling and how he was opposite of her vitality opposite of her living opposite of her being healthy Six house rule is also opposite Jupiter retrograde. Again, showing that this wasn't really planned out. Thought process and it wasn't great. Um, they weren't really smart with how they did things, but they still got away with it. So, you know, there's that. Maybe not really through intelligence. Probably through being just creative at the right time. I guess so. That's what I have for that. Now let's look at the 8th. So the 8th house ruler is in Scorpio. Um, showing, again, something with the... That was actually her 6th house ruler, which is interesting. Didn't the same thing happen with her mom? <laughs> you see the connection between her and her mom's birth and death charts. Wild, dude. Goodness gracious. Insane. Um... Eighth house rulers in Scorpio. Since that override, I mean, overrides, overlays her, her natal sixth house again. Something to do with your everyday life, health, everyday living was involved in her death. Asteroid Lilith, which was in her mom's eighth, um, is right on her death chart's eighth showing that some suppression was involved in her death like they were holding her down maybe um saturn is in the eighth again someone that she felt that was an authority who had more knowledge in her or something she felt that way did they actually did no who knows but that's how she felt showing secrecy within this situation as well and that someone that was intimate with her was involved in this eighth house is ruled by scorpio scorpio is ruled by pluto and pluto is in the tenth house someone connected to her career possibly status recognition and fame from her possibly too um eighth house ruler is sextile mars Again, I feel like two people were involved. One did the work. One was one was the brains. One did the work. You know what I mean? Again, they were working off emotion, though. It wasn't the being the most practical because Mars was in Pisces, so they really just went with the moment. Just, you know what I mean? Seize the moment. Pisces is mutable, you know. 
but there it was an accident though because the eighth house rule is also square uranus so there was an accident involved in this it's just that it's similar to whitney's like oh wow she's really fucked up instead of saving her let's make it a little bit worse you know that's how i feel the same thing happened to her in her past life because uranus and south notes conjunct Again, that in conjunct energy with Jupiter. It's interesting. Maybe there was a brain that wasn't even in the house. Again, I keep, I keep blaming Pat Houston. She might be involved, but it could be just someone else that was, that was the brains. You know what I mean? And then lastly, eighth house ruler is um, sextile asteroid Lilith suppression again it's also um sextile the eighth house cusp eighth house will sextile the eighth house cusp it's interesting oh this is an unfortunate event and the energy is kind of aligned to make that happen and it's just you know interesting now if you look at her death we'll look at this in a shorter I'll do it in a quicker time. She had a lot of energy in her seventh house, which is interesting. But when she died, though, mind you, that was July, um, Sunday, July 26, 2005 at 10.02 p.m. Um, let me look at the first first. There's a lot of happening in the first and in the seventh. A lot in the sixth, too. Um, first house... I'm seeing Nessus, which is literally to take someone's life. It is right next to the Ascendant. It's conjuncting the Ascendant tightly. The Ascendant is in Pisces. So there's deception here involved in her death, as well as um, confusion because they could still can't determine if it was a homicide or accidental, as well as um, drugs, which that was confirmed through the autopsy. Antropos and Neptune is conjunct, showing death by drugs, death by deception, death by confusion. Of course, Chiron's in the first since Chiron was in Pisces at the time, still is, from the retrograde. South Node's in the first again. Again, this happened to her in a past life, y'all. Vesta's in the first, conjunct the second house, so someone of... Powers that be wanted that money. I wonder who's getting the money now. That might be the clue. Who gets the money after Christine and Bobby Christina pass? Who has the money now? It might be Sissy Houston, but does Sissy Houston um who's getting to benefit off of that? Rather than Sissy, you know. Juno is right on the seventh house cusp, y'all. Nick did it. Nick did it. Venus is conjuncting the descendant as well. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Venus is right on the seventh house cusp. 
and it's retrograde he's keeping quiet but juno is in the seventh conjuncting osiris again showing yeah nick did it i don't i don't even have to read this shit no more y'all eighth house ruler is in libra again partnerships relationships nick he did it i don't have to read this no more it pointed it's fine this is like the thousandth time it pointed to him he did it unless she has some other secret boyfriend (laughs) he did this Eighth house ruler is also in the sixth house. Again, showing how he was involved in her everyday life. Fucking up her habits. Creating the opportunity to pounce on her. Jupiter in the sixth house kind of shows um, the the wound she had on her thighs. Because Jupiter... um, connected with Sag and Sag connected with the thighs as well as people of higher learning attending to her health her health being definitely attended to with Mercury and Sun in the 6-2 her being watched every day making sure that they're looking at her I kind of see that maybe excuse me possibly that um uh, but Saris is in the 12th so I feel like if they did, if the like doctors or nurses did make a mistake, it was purely by accident. Like they really didn't mean to. Because it seemed like the people were trying to tend to her to make sure she was good. But this could be the hospice because this is the time that she died. So the hospice was making sure she was good. But having Saris in the 12th maybe could be like the people that were supposed to nurture her didn't nurture her well and they're hiding it. And that's why they were in the 12. You know what I mean? Again, Saturn's in the ninth house. It's like energy of like, you know, something like foreign from for her, different from her. So maybe it was Max. Matt's white. She's black. Nick is black, you know? I wonder if Matt's family or Matt's not from here. Like, not from the States, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it pretty much says it, y'all. Like, I don't even have to go really to this, go to this, into this deep. This is like screaming, Nick did it. <laughs> Fourth house ruler is in the sixth. Sixth house ruler is in the ninth. Again, that ninth house energy. That's interesting. All right, let's look at the asteroid names, y'all. So first, let's look at Whitney's. One of the Nicholas um, asteroids is conjunct palace, which represents strategic planning. As, um, as well as Nickel Asteroid is supposed to be for Nick Gordon is conjunct um, Vesta so maybe he's the one that infiltrated who's like someone's spy for the family 
see what else I can see. This probably isn't an aspect asteroid-wise, but Nessus and Davis for Clive Davis is conjunct. Hmm, interesting. Mind you, this is all in Whitney's um, birth chart, y'all. Asteroid Mats is supposed to be for Matthew or Matt Lomas, um, Bobby Christina's friend, is also kind of close to Palace, three degrees away. And interesting too is Gordon is in her ninth house, the asteroid Gordon. Um, but um, Arista, Arista Records. That's also in the ninth too. Is it close to Gordon? Yes. Ooh. Was was Nick Gordon can uh, connect from Arista Records and they was this is all like a conspiracy for real for real. Lomia that was supposed to be for Lomas. Matt's last name is also on the ninth. So Raymond's in the ninth. That's for Ray J. Um, Monica's conjunct Eris by three degrees, though. Again, most people pay attention to two, but it's just something I want to mention. You know, it's wild that guy Paul um, Hubel, uh, Hubble, whoever. <laughs> He's the name um, asteroid Paula is right on her eighth house cusp so he's literally supposed to be searching for about her death and her whereabouts about that that's really interesting huh um nicholas asteroid is conjunct bobby christina's pluto it's three degrees a little less uh, a little less than three nikki is conjunct neptune and Uranus in the 8th house. So he definitely enabled her to die. Like Nick Gordon killed her. That was just... It's just right there, dude. Goodness gracious. He did. Like, his, her, her fault is right. He had something to do with this, y'all. Goodness gracious. This is just from Bobby Christina's... Um, birth chart ah and see Matt's which is supposed to represent Matt is conjunct Jupiter see I knew he was Jupiter I knew he was Jupiter he's from a different race than them I knew it ow and then Davis is also conjunct Uranus and Neptune too and um fucking Nikki and he wasn't Davis con, um, connected with uh, Arista Records too. Arista, excuse me. I would love to know more on how, like, what she was doing to leave. Um, the Clive asteroid I use is conjunct Saturn. That's the control right there. Another Matt asteroid is conjunct Mercury. 
Gordon's conjunct Eris at the same exact degree, my nigga? Yo. Wow, dude. Yeah, Nick definitely did something, but it was a conspiracy for sure. Like, he was connected with people. Like, he thought he was going to get something out of this. And there goes Arista again, really, like, right next to Eris and Gordon. Wow, dude. Hers is clear as hell. the Paul's um, asteroids oh actually wow well no never mind sorry I just saw that wrong sorry (laughs) sorry a William asteroid is close to Eris too William is the full the first name of Ray J so that's a little weird Was he aware of something? Not really letting her know. Or was he involved too? I feel like Brandy would have killed him though. Because I don't see Brandy. Brandy, like Monica was close to Eris, but not close enough to like mention something. You know what I mean? Let's look at their death charts now. Let's let me look at Whitney's death chart. Davis, asteroid Davis is in the first house. Um, not near the ascendant, like five degrees away, but almost um, six. But Davis, but Clive Davis is, is in the first house. Asteroid Gordon is um, conjunct North Node for her death chart. North Node is like where you're supposed to head, head to death. You get what I'm saying? And he was involved in that. Matt is conjunct Saturn. What type of control does he have as a kid? Maybe he's connected somehow. Matt is also conjunct Uranus. I wonder if um, these they were saying that Nick Gordon was there when Whitney died, but was Matt there too or around or something like that? Why is he showing up that in conjuncting Uranus and Whitney Houston's death chart? Radio is also in the first house of her um, her death chart, Whitney's, um, as in RCA, is Radio Corporation of America, one of her labels. And Lomach, wow. So Matt and then Lomark are conjuncting Saturn together. Yeah, he was involved. He was involved in this. Wow. He may have not been there. He may have been involved in a different way. He was involved in this somehow, some way. Not with just Bobby Christina's, but definitely Whitney's too. I use Sonnet as Sony. And... 
sonnet is conjunct Pluto. So I feel like definitely some um, record companies were involved. RCA or Arista and Sony, I think at the time of her death, were all like becoming one. Either both of them were under Sony or something like that. Now this is interesting. Brandia, which I use for brandy, is conjunct Nessus and conjunct Mercury. And people always talk about like one of the last five times of seeing Whitney, how she kind of just jumped into an interview with um, Clive Davis, Monica, and Brandy. And she gave Clive and um, Monica a hug and then handed Brandy a note. And no one knows what that note says. She only does and she won't tell anyone what it's about. So was she trying to warn Brandy? Or was she trying to like tell Brandy leave me alone? <laughs> I really doubt that Brandy was involved in this, but who knows, honestly. Maybe she was trying to warn Brandy or let her know like, hey, um, they're trying to kill me or something. Something weird. Why she didn't embrace Brandy like she embraced them. It's just strange, you know? William is right on the seventh house cusp of her death too which could mean that he was in a relationship with her at the time or he possibly is involved in her dying um who knows at this point Paul's conjuncting Vesta Paul is that guy that's the private investigator so that's a little concerning look at Bobby Christina's death um Robert and one of the Nicholas's is conjuncting which is really interesting and in the seventh house um maybe two showing two different relations with her she was close to him because that was her only parent she was close to him because that was her partner at the time maybe showing that um proof that Nick was involved and like was like abusing her is um Nicholas's conjunct Setna. Setna was victim to Victor and she was a victim of him. It definitely is in the third house so he definitely did some emotional abuse. You know what I mean? Asteroid Nickel for Nicholas or Nick is conjunct Saturn too. Not really. It's like four degrees away. It's still close to it though. Robert's conjunct Jupiter, which is interesting. I mean, he does have higher knowledge um, when it comes to entertainment. But what does that have to do with her accident, though? Because it's in the fifth house in Leo. That's interesting. I don't know what that's all about, honestly. The Matt's asteroid, again, very close to this descendant, the actual seventh house cusp. So I can see, like, I really shouldn't pay attention to if an asteroid is in a house it has to be conjuncting something which i know that already but trying to you know exhaust all options here um gordon is actually conjunct uranus and south node in her accident chart and clive asteroid is conjunct her eighth house cusp so that's weird 
Um, a lot of math. I said math. Matthew and Davis connections that conjuncting each other, which is weird. Maybe showing they were in cahoots. The Matt's asteroid is also conjunct North Node too. Uh, Patricia is conjunct Juno. Weird. Maybe showing that she was in cahoots with Nick. Nestus is actually conjuncting the Arista asteroid that I used to. Nick and Nessa represents taking one's life and sexual deviancy. And Lomas, which is supposed to be for Lomas, Matt's name. Um, that's showing the... Um, it's actually conjuncting Pholus, which represents like a turning point. Which that definitely was a turning point in her life for sure. Her death chart, Arista conjunct Sun. So that's interesting. Like, how are they involved? Were some people doing some shady shit and some people weren't? You know what I mean? Weird. Houston conjuncts Pluto, too. Maybe showing that her mom met with, um... She met with her mom and she transitioned. So that's why it's tricky. Like, of course, you want to pay attention to when name asteroids are conjunct um and like death um a death planet or a planet kind of shows that energy but not all the time it means anything so like with the last name Houston and Pluto conjuncting you know it definitely means something else with the transition not that you know when Houston killed her daughter her daughter was in, on earth still <laughs> and Whitney Houston was in heaven you know so you have to kind of really try to piece these two and two together sorry I'm actually went to the wrong <laughs> I went to Lee Harvey Oswald's chart for some reason sorry <laughs> so ignore what I just said <laughs> yeah that's all I'm seeing for that for the name asteroids now I pay attention to the progressions and transits. Uh, let's see. Transit North Node and Transit Jupiter's conjunct. I don't know the connection with that really. <laughs> ah, Vesta and Mars is conjunct too progressed invest in Mars. For this is for Winnie Houston's chart by the way. I shouldn't have made that clear. The Nep- transit Neptune and Anthropos are conjunct too. As well as transit Uranus and Saturn. Juno is her progress. Juno is conjunct Mars. Huh, that's weird. Interesting. That's for Winnie. That was for Bobby. Christina. Oh, her shit barely moves. She's a baby. But Juno is right on Mars, just like with her. So did their death have to do with like a lover or another lover on the low? And it turned into like this big ridiculous thing. 
so crazy. Um, I don't know, y'all. This is so crazy. Progress Vesta and Transit Neptune are conjuncting in her natal eighth house. Weird. Ah, look at this. Transit Uranus retrograde and Progress Palace are conjunct too, showing that this was this had some planning. This wasn't no. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. And it's actually conjunct her NATO Saturn too. That's crazy. crazy all right y'all so i think i have an idea um uh, i think i have an idea of what could have happened okay but you see how it's interesting how they were born different times um has similarities in the chart they died different times similarities to the chart it's weird right anyways let me hit you off with the last words I noticed that asteroid names are getting more and more difficult to figure out and it can work so well on certain charts and so can it be so confused on others like for instance with Bobby Christina absolutely Nick Gordon did it absolutely Matt Lomas was involved absolutely was a part of a big conspiracy but then it gets foggy from there right because how you know who do we know like a lot of this has some secrecy in it this has like a lot of neptune plutonian scorpion energy in it piscean you know what i mean so it's really foggy and it's hard to kind of clear up whitney houston's was really really confusing um i have a theory for her but you know the asteroid names didn't help me at all it didn't help me at all (laughs) Um, but I, the other connections I saw did. So I really feel like with Whitney, people infiltrated her entourage, got to know her weaknesses and strengths and how she moved. They reported back to the quote-unquote boss. They enabled her bad habits, waiting for the opportunity to move, made their move. Um, you know, I think that they didn't do it completely. She did probably accidentally die, but was fighting to stay alive. They saw it. And, you know, they just made it happen more by, like, putting a little bit forth so she can die. Because she was didn't have any control anymore, right? Um, and I think something similar happened to Bobby, too. But we have, like, actual names that make sense. With, with, with Whitney, it was a little bit confusing. Yeah, there was connections with Clive Davis, Alistair Records, RCA... But there was also connections with Brandy, Monica, and Ray J, and, and Paul, even. The guy that was actually trying to help. Which, maybe they're involved, but I kind of don't think so. I, I, I actually don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and that goes to show you, like... You know, this could mean that I'm missing something here. 
I need to be adding a different asteroid. I need to be um, adding more asteroid names of people that I'm not aware of. You know, like astrology be giving you the answers, but there's that. Like, you know, you don't, you personally don't know all the answers. And then also free will is real too. Maybe astrology can only kind of explain the energies of different days. Um, and But in different faded events but not events that you know that weren't so faded not the free will portion of your life you know what I mean maybe astrology can't touch on that so maybe sometimes we can't really figure out how things happen how do people die you know but it's good to look and see if we can find some information for sure because, you know, for instance, how, like astrology showed that her, Wendy Houston had heart issues and Bobby Christina did too. It showed them drowning with the water signs connection and how deep it ran through their chart, both birth chart and um, death charts. So there's some truth there. But we have to do a lot more digging to see what else, you know, what else. So it's real interesting though. Um... Also, please don't get offended by this. I'm not trying to point any fingers except for Matt and Nick Gordon. I don't know about y'all. Everyone else that I named, please don't get offended. Please. It's all out of love. All practicing astrology. All trying to teach, you know? All trying to get into the... It's just the, the... You know? Trying to get into the vibe of the situation, you know? Um... Nick Gordon and Matt Lomas actually Matt Lomas passed away um so mm, hopefully he gets a lot of love and blessings out of the situation um but yeah this is tricky I think we, Bobby Christina's is clear but I'm not sure about Whitney's honestly but, I, but I'm going with the theory that I just said with Whitney though anywho with all that being said, for all the people who passed during this situation, especially Whitney Houston, especially Bobby Christina, send a white light, to, um, white, light a white candle for them. Um, physically, like literally do it. <laughs> Emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Just give them the energy of lighting a white candle so they can heal and they can be the best energies that they can be. Okay? Thank you so much, Whitney Houston, for all that you have given us. Your beautiful, beautiful talent. You will forever, ever be missed and forever be remembered. Same for you, Bobby Christina. God bless you. I wish you had the ability to show us what you got. (laughs) But just know that you will not be forgotten as well. And much love to you. All right, y'all. I'm leaving. Peace.